we spent about 10, 11 years in a great church, um, you know, serving. That's where we actually met Pastor Jeff. He became the youth pastor there. Um, one of the things I could tell you about Pastor Jeff is that there's fruit in his ministry and they, you know, will know people by their fruit. And I believe they had to make a bus stop at the church, if I'm correct, because so many of the young people were coming to his programming. So that, you know, wow, what a great thing. So I had to say, this is a man after God's own heart. And I knew that, you know, so fast forward, um, we kind of, after that church changed um, its fundamental beliefs, we left and we're sort of floundering at different churches. Um, again, there, you know, being in the community, especially in Barrie, I heard about this great mentoring program, met many mentors that, again, Pastor Jeff was at the head of that ministry, fruit, lots of fruit, kids' lives changed. I said, okay, once again, I'm a man after God's own heart. Um, but, you know, I don't know why we just never came here. And it wasn't until Tim had said, you know, I'm, I've changed. I'm, I'm going, you know, to the church. It's actually in the school, which made me a little relieved because the building was small. And I thought, how many people can get into that little building? And what are they really going to do in there? <laughs> so it was really, um, we walked in and John said, I think the prerequisite to come here is that you have to have about four children under the age of six. Um, because there were so many kids. It was just, again, fruit. I mean, young families and all the churches we visited, we didn't see the young families that were attending here and getting fed. So, um, so anyway, uh, we, we stayed, the, the pandemic did change the landscape a little bit, but again, just like a pruning of the vine, um, you know, um, we're still a church. This is a pastor and a church after God's own heart. Um, in Hebrews 10, 24, it says, consider one another so that we can stir each other to love and good works. And I believe that love is the mantle of this church and really good works and serving, um, and serving others and letting others know about Jesus in a humble way. Um, the ministries here were strong. Um, the, like I said, the children, the women had, um, you know, outgrown that place they were in. Um, the prayer ministry. There was so much opportunity here. So I encourage anybody online who might be looking for a church and a way to live your faith. It's a great place to do it. So thanks for letting me share. I'm going to ask uh, Deb if she would come forward. And uh, Deb shared last week, but we want to pray for her because Deb is uh, anticipating the closing on her house and moving to uh, Florida and others where I'm going to invite the LAC, but others, if you would just come up and lay your hands on Deb as we just pray for her at this time. Stacy, kind of putting you on the spot. I'm going to ask you if you would pray for Deb as we anoint her. Dear Heavenly Father, we are so thankful for kinship and family and friends, and especially for Deb and the influence she's had on many of our lives. As a fellow Christian sister, she's been an integral part of my journey with you, Lord, and I'm just so thankful for the blessings of her story and her touch in each of our lives. Lord, we lift up Deb today and we just pray for safe travel mercies for her. We pray for a successful closing of her house and that when she returns to Florida, she will find a home almost as good as living hope. We think it'll never quite match up as here, but know that she will always have family here at Living Hope and a home to return to if she ever desires. And Lord, we just lift her up with much love, grace, and mercy. It's in your name, Lord Jesus, that we pray. Amen. Amen.
As we uh, continue this morning, there is a, a prayer point I wanted to make you aware of and just be praying. Joe and Michelle Wood uh, attended our church for a little while, and Joe uh, was diagnosed with um, colon cancer shortly after Bethany was. And uh, he had surgery, and uh, for whatever reason, uh, they were unable to complete the uh, follow-up treatments. And I just received word um, yesterday, actually, that Joe has passed away. And so we just want to lift up Michelle and the family and um, just as they process this grief and uh, that they would just know God's presence is with them. And I know we have requests here. And if you just want to uh, signify those by lifted hand, then we'll remember those. So um, everybody would just close your eyes. If you have a need, God sees. We don't have to just raise your hand. Jesus, we just pray. For those in such need, those that are going through times of distress, those that are even in questioning you, those that are crying out to you, those that are clinging to you. And Father, we just thank you because you are trustworthy and you are good. But, oh God, during this time, we need your comfort. You are our counselor. And Jesus, we just say thank you because you are here. Father, for the other needs represented, maybe it's a job, maybe it's a school, maybe it's a question, maybe it's a relationship, let your will be done. May we give way and surrender for your best. We thank you, Jesus, and it's in your name we pray. Amen. Well, amen, and thank you again for joining us today. We do thank you for your continued giving, whether it's online at Hope for Vermont. Uh, .org or in person or uh, mailing checks to the chapel campus. Uh, we've been able to utilize the hygiene pantry once again, which has been uh, really fun and a blessing. There are uh, many international workers that work at Top Notch, as I've mentioned before. And Friday after work, Bethany had a um, an event at the school. And so I was lonely. So I went up to one of the houses and I knocked on the door and uh, Maria, who came with Pedro and used our hygiene pantry, I said, Maria, can you please translate? And so uh, she told the other five people sitting around their dining room table what the church had to offer. And I wasn't thinking ahead of time because I brought my dog with me. And some of you that come to a small group, you know, Bailey, she just takes up the whole back seat. Well, instead of four people, people coming in the car, two people came in the car and loaded four bags worth of hygiene pantry items and took them back. And Maria, uh, who speaks the best English, except for Pedro. Pedro, your English is made. Magnificent, magnifique. I don't know if that's Spanish or not, but um, it, it was just so awesome to hear. And one of them, uh, Jose, spoke into his phone and he said, do you know of a car that's for sale? And I was like, I don't, but you're actually the third person I've asked. So if anybody knows of a car, then he spoke into his phone and he said, uh, when we get a vehicle, we want to come to your church and thank your people for their gift to us. I was like, hey, uh, I think God is using us to make a difference through simple things. Showing God's love in a practical way is probably the best way that we can live Jesus and share him with others.
As we continue today, we look at Acts chapter 4, Acts chapter 4. We go back to last week. Stretch out your hand with healing power. May miraculous signs and wonders be done through the name of your holy servant, Jesus. Again, there's fill in the blanks in the handout in the bulletin if you're trying to follow along. This makes me uh, pause a little bit because we want to relate to the congregation. We want you to understand like it is a sermon. This is a Bible, but it can relate to us. And stretch out your hand hand with his healing power. This is God's healing power. May miraculous signs and wonders be done through the name of Jesus. Maybe there's somebody, maybe our congregation, your congregation needs to reflect your community. So maybe, just maybe, there are hunters in our community that are hunting and we want to relate to them and they're praying for a miraculous sign and wonder that a huge buck will come out with giant giant i don't know uh uh horns antlers will just come out in front of them and just say please i'm ready to be harvested and you can eat my back straps tonight and perhaps that's your miraculous prayer that you're asking god for and it seems simplistic, but God can do all things. And, oh, I was going to wear my blazing orange pants. Joy Doan made a comment last week. She said, Jeff, you're so funny because you stick close to God's word, but then sometimes you get out of it, but you return quickly. So this is one of those times I'm going to jump out and then return quickly. Uh, I was going to wear my blazing orange pants, uh, just thinking of all the hunters, and we need to pray for our, our hunters so that God would keep them safe in the woods. But I wore my uh, orange socks instead. So see, and uh, but just relating to my uh, congregation that hunts, uh, we do we do feel for you. So anyway, going back. So we want God to do miracles in our lives, and sometimes we don't know how. Your hands are not empty if you allow God to fill them with himself. You can say, I don't have anything to offer God. Like I've been crippled. I've been mute. I've been uh, restrained. Well, open your hands to God and let God's hand fill them. Let God's hand give you joy. Let God's hand be the purpose of why you live. Stretch out your hand with healing power. May miraculous signs and wonders be done through the name of your holy servant, Jesus. Miraculous signs and wonders. Don't be scared by the miraculous signs and wonders of God. You can't question and test, like, is this of God? That's wisdom. But when you realize this miraculous sign could only be done through the powerful name of who Jesus is, then celebrate and share that testimony of who God is. The council then threatened them further. They uh, finally let them go because they didn't know how to punish them without starting a riot for everyone was praising God for this miraculous sign, the healing of a man who had been lame for 40 uh, for more than 40 years, if somebody was healed, sometimes you're like, hey, the medicine worked. But, you know, they'll probably pass away. If somebody gets a great report from the doctor's office, hey, that, that was nice. Like, the doctor is really smart. But, you know, like, it's not going to last. We can give God praise. We can celebrate in that specific moment of God's healing, of God's faithfulness, of his goodness. We don't have to look so far ahead of what if could happen or, you know, that never lasts. Celebrate God in the very moment where we experience his miraculous signs and wonders. As we go forward, after this prayer, the meeting place shook and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit. Then they preached the word of God with boldness. Not arrogance, boldness. Not 
humbleness. They preach the word of God with humbleness. Sometimes we think that's you preach with boldness. They had something fortified with them, and they gave them great courage to speak the truth of God. Like, it's not me, but I can't keep it in. I need to share this, as I shared a few weeks ago, and Bethany laughed because it was more than 25 years ago that I was in high school. But when I was in high school, I was remembering my, my brother dunking a basketball, and I was so excited. This was like a couple months ago, sharing with my friend how my brother dunked the basketball and I was just so excited I couldn't keep it in we're talking basketball it was so exciting and I just couldn't keep it in and sometimes there's things that you just can't keep in what God has done but we feel like oh I have to exhibit some restraint because I don't want to be one of those God people they might think I'm crazy but when your life matches up with I just have to love because of God's forgiveness because of his grace and his mercy and my love I want to extend that same grace to others the only way you can do that is by being filled with the Holy Spirit, knowing what the Bible says. It's not, hey, you're a good person. Hey, you do nice things. It's being filled with who Jesus is. So it eliminates, it removes all the junk that's in there so God can be seen. And maybe you are, I doubt it because you're human, but I know for myself, it's not just one time that God removes all the junk and hey, I'm junk free. Look at this. This is a great life to live. Somehow, some way, being on earth, being human, being Jeff Fuller, I allow or sometimes I put that junk back in my life. And that's when and why I continually need God to fill me with his presence, with his spirit. Based on his word, he cannot go against himself. He loves us so much that he has something better. When we think, like, if I just try this thing, I know it's not of you, God, but if I just try it, it's going to help me cope. It's going to help me deal. It's going to give me uh, something that you can't provide. I'm just going to try it. Once we start to fill our lives with things that God does not want, we eliminate the possibility of his miraculous signs and wonders being part of our life. So allow him to fill you so those things can be removed. After this prayer, they preached the word of God with, with great boldness. All the believers were united in heart and mind, and they felt that what they owned was not their own, so they shared everything they had. This is the second part of the verse where some people get nervous. If you've read this passage before, if you've heard sermons about it before, this is not a tithing sermon. So I'll tell you right now, like this is that we already talked about tithing. This is not, oh, get your checkbooks out because at the end of the ser uh, service, we're going to put this in practice. We're going to look at the beginning. All the believers were, you can say it out loud. All the believers were, all the believers were in heart and mind because they had witnessed what Jesus did through his servants to heal this man that had been crippled for over 40 years. They were united. They were on mission. They chose to put the differences aside and say, hey, I just know Jesus healed this man through Peter and John. It, because Jesus did that, if they had to spend a night in jail for it. They were threatened, but because of what Jesus did, we could be united to be about God's mission, God's call, his purpose for us, which I've said it a million times because so does the Bible. Jesus came to do his Father's will, which was to seek and save the lost. To seek and save the lost. Jesus came that people might know salvation, even those that would reject him. Jesus chose to obey his daddy and go on the cross knowing 
there'd be some that would reject him. If I'm playing basketball, I'm a little obsessed. It's not quite an addiction, but I do enjoy uh, sports. If I'm playing basketball and I know there's a player that I don't really get along with, but we're on the same team, and if I pass him a couple times, pass the ball to him a couple times, I just feel like he knows basketball enough that I might get the basketball back. So I pass the ball that over the course of the game, over time of sharing goodness, then I might get a pass back from him. Sometimes we live that life because like, hey, if I do something good, I want something in return. This was not what was in return. This is I'm doing something good because it benefits all of us. They were united in heart and mind. They were united in heart and mind about who God was through his son, Jesus, the provider of salvation to the, through the resurrection of his son. So the second part, I found it interesting today. Those that have the Version Bible app, well, before I get ahead of myself, they felt that what they owned was not their own, so they shared everything they had. They preached the word with boldness. Boldness is mentioned twice. I got ahead of myself. I'm sorry. All the believers were united. I think these are out of order. I'm going to blame Andy for this one. This has nothing to do with song lyrics, but I'm going to blame uh, with you. The Version Bible app, today's scripture, today's verse, if you read the Bible and you have that streak, which by daughter and I, we love to compare streaks, but I lost mine and now she's ahead of me. So what can you do? But today's verse, they do a verse of the day. Don't forget to do good and to share with those in need. These are the sacrifices that please God. Jeff, I can't afford to buy someone a vehicle. Jeff, we do not have any space to let people live in our house. Well, can you buy a tube of toothpaste? Like maybe when you buy a razor, you get another razor and we share in the hygiene pantry and somebody has a resource and they don't forget that someone did good for them, to them. And hey, it was a church. It was the Christians. It was the whatever the media calls us. It was them that did good to me, for me. I, I know what you said about them, but... I just know what took place. I know what you said about Peter and John not having silver and gold, but all I know is that Jesus healed me. I can walk. It was 40 years I had to beg. All I know, I don't know the theology. I don't know the doctrine. I know what you said, but all I know is I can walk now. What if we just shared what God has done in our life? I don't know how God can forgive me. I don't know how God can forgive certain sins, but I do know God does, and that's his purpose, that we would know his salvation. Don't forget to do good because God has done good for us and to us, not just materialistically, which is nice, but we give so people might know a church did this because a church believes in a savior, a savior that cares for you, even though when you are far from home and you are lonely, that Jesus is still there. His presence is with us and for us. All the believers were united in heart and mind, and they felt that what they owned was not their own, so they shared everything they had. This is a story that's a true story. I probably shared it before because all the good ones I've already shared because I've been here eight years, so you have to get used to some repetition. But uh, So my dad and his brother, Tim's dad, loved pies. I don't know where this came from. I don't know if Grammy made pies. I just know for Thanksgiving, we always had 
pie. And pie, in my opinion, is greater than cake. I'm not a cake is fine but pie i love berry pies i love fruit pies i love coconut cream pies i love pies are good so uh before i have to get back to what i'm focusing on one thanksgiving i had 13 pieces of pie just a little bit of trivia and i had turkey too but okay so before so uh uh uncle rod tim's dad my dad, they love pies, but I remember going to Uncle Rod's house. I was a kid, like maybe as a young teenager, I don't remember what, but I remember Aunt Barb had a pie. And Aunt Barb, Aunt Barb, everybody loved Aunt Barb. Everybody knew Aunt Barb loved God. And because she loved God, she wanted to share. Uncle Rod loved God too. But uh, Aunt Barb said, hey, I have some pie. Like, would anybody like a piece of pie? And Uncle Rod said, that's my pie. It's like, well, Uncle Rod, like, I love you and you love us, but uh, maybe we, and yeah, so uh, he was not about sharing the pie with the family that day. And sometimes we get to a spot where we're like, no, this is mine. I keep it to myself. Share what you have for the, no, I just want to keep it. And at times there's points in our own life where we have stories of God's forgiveness that it's so painful we don't want to share it. Maybe there was a point in your life that you struggled with addiction or you endured abuse or there was an abortion or something took place that God led you through and has forgiven you for, but it's too painful to share with somebody else that I know God's reality because he helped me in this trial, in this sin. He provided a way out. At times, God is saying, even share those places where he healed for the salvation of others. Don't, like, air all your dirty laundry or say, hey, my cousin Tim, he did this one. So you can, you, that's not your story to tell. But you do have a story to tell of God's forgiveness in your own life. So maybe you can be honest with your children. Maybe it's a coworker. Maybe it's somebody you just met and you feel so impressed by the Holy Spirit to share. There's a time I'm still ashamed and guilty and I feel terrible about. But because of Jesus, I have life. I have salvation. I've been extended grace. I am a new creation. There's a clean slate. There's great hope. There's an incredible testimony that I can't help but share that God took me from this place to just love me amazingly. And I just have to share that love with others. You share everything. Everything. So yeah, maybe it is a piece of pie, but also maybe it's a story of when God showed up, when you were desperately broken, feeling overwhelmed and wanted to run away to Mars. That's a song I just heard. I just thought it was a funny, interesting, good song. The apostles testified powerfully to the resurrection of the Lord Jesus, and God's great blessing was upon them all. This is a testimony, not a good thing, not something nice. It's the resurrection of Jesus, the resurrection of Jesus, the salvation of God. This is the hinge. I think it was C.S. Lewis, maybe Max Licato, somebody a lot smarter than me. The cross is the hinge of Christianity. It's what everything relies on. Jesus was crucified, but he rose again. Many a prophet, many a person, 
person has died for their faith, has had followers of them because of what they taught, what they believed. But only Jesus came back to life. There were eyewitnesses. There were handwritten reports and recordings that Jesus came back to life. And you might say, well, that's hard for me to believe. Well, it's hard for me to believe people walked on the moon, but they did. I don't want to walk on the moon. I have no aspirations of being an astronaut. That does nothing for me. But it happened. And you might say, I have no reason to become a Christian. That's your choice. The fact that Jesus came back to life and he's at the right hand of the Father interceding on our behalf. That's a truth we cannot deny. They testified powerfully to the resurrection of Jesus that equals our salvation is the hope of him, the hope of Jesus alone. There were no needy people among them because those who own land or houses would sell them and bring the money to the apostles to give to those in need. What if the church is to care for one another instead of abdicating our responsibility to the government? What if the church cared for people instead of saying, eh, that's what our taxes do, and I'm just going to complain about how they do it? I'll let that just sit right there. You can ruminate on that later. And then blaming them when they do not live because they are not filled with the Holy Spirit. We, church, must be filled with the Holy Spirit, accepting the responsibility to care for those in need. And those in need, at the moment I have all I need and more. I am generously supplied with the gifts you sent me with uh, this guy. They are a sweet-smelling sacrifice that is acceptable and pleasing to God. And this same God who takes care of me will supply all of your needs from his glorious riches, which have been given to us in Christ Jesus. Well, Jeff, I have this need. Go to Jesus. Well, Jeff, I have this need. Go to Jesus. Well, Jeff, I have this need, and I wish you'd really tell that person because they're wealthy, they have an apartment, they have a second car. Why can't Jesus tell them? Go to Jesus. And allow Jesus to speak to those that are willing and ready to receive his voice so that they can be a blessing to another. Now, all glory to God our Father, forever and ever. Amen. God will supply all your needs from his glorious riches, the family of God, the body of Christ. This is why we are here, to do the will of the Father. Only Jesus can seek and save the lost, but we can be like Jesus to share everything we have that represents him, his goodness, his forgiveness, his love, his help, his resources, his ministry, that we would be known as his. So I'm going to pass this clicker off to Gina. And we're going to go back to Hungary, because I had that earlier. And it fits. And then there's going to be another song. And then uh, Andy's going to say a short prayer. I hope you're taking notes, because I'm kind of telling you what you're going to be doing. So you can hold. Uh, we're going to sing Hungary, then another song. Andy's going to pray. And then you're going to finish with I Saw the Light. So uh, be blessed. And uh, thank you so much for allowing me this opportunity to share with another congregation. I know it's a unique circumstance, but um, just a blessing to share God's truth with you today. Seems fitting we'd say hungry again after the pie. <laughs> <laughs>